This podcast contains adult content, including cannabis. You're listening to Balance Your Blaze. Everyday discussions elevating cannabis lifestyles from a female perspective. Happy New Year and welcome to 2022 and the Balance Your Blaze New Year special. Woo! We're in the full swing of summer here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and the warmer weather is amazing for beach days, swimming, barbecues, and just chilling out in the sun. But it isn't always the best for storing and preserving cannabis at its optimum. So this episode, we're going to talk about why and how you should store cannabis, um, the best ways to preserve the terpenes, and we also want to talk about the upcoming year and the shifting attitudes towards cannabis and the concept of Cali Sober. So we hope everybody had a wonderful break and holiday. And even if you didn't get a break and you worked right through, thank you so much for doing what you do and for doing an amazing job and we hope that you are able to still enjoy a little bit of the sun and to those who are in the chillier climate we hope you had a wonderful winter wonderland of a Christmas despite changing restrictions around the world we hope you were able to find a little bit of joy a little bit of rest and relaxation because it is a crazy time We also wonder, did you end up having a conversation with your loved ones, your family? Did the cannabis conversation organically come up while you were spending time with friends or family or those that you love um, and those who are closest to you? We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your stories. For us, the cannabis conversation with family is something that we have addressed and we addressed pretty early on in our journey. So... You know, Sis and I were probably late teens, early 20s when we brought it up and said, this is something that we enjoy. This is something that's part of our life. And um, we're pretty lucky that our parents are quite open minded and they're quite accepting of whatever we're passionate about, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so we're very lucky in that we also are able to have very open conversations. But it's not to say that they are entirely comfortable with what we do they accept that it's part of what we do um, but they don't want to be associated with the things that we do they accept it but they're not completely comfortable about it and so we try not to talk about them on this podcast to respect their privacy yeah we do every now and then have those conversations come back up and we do enjoy talking about it together as a family of you know the shifting attitudes around the world what's happening, the newest celebrity who's come out of the closet, or even just, you know, the state of it in in this country as well, and we have good discussions about it. So that's kind of where we're at in terms of how our closest family are. But for me, I was working up until the 23rd, and so with the holiday episode releasing, I was talking about it a lot to my colleagues and... After recording that episode, I did become more open to come out of the cannabis closet to the people I worked with. And and so having those conversations helped open up common interests with my colleagues that I otherwise would have never known if I had never talked to them about it. And so that last holiday episode really did help me personally with my work life 
and yeah, created some really positive conversations and some new listeners. So that's really awesome to hear. Welcome to our new listeners as well to the Balazu Blaze Lounge and to the Balazu Blaze podcast. We're so happy you're here and we hope you'll continue to join us on this journey. Um, and speaking of this journey, it is summer. Summer is the perfect time to chill, take a step back. And the perfect accompaniment to that chill is cannabis. But cannabis doesn't really thrive in the hot weather like we do. Uh, unless it's in its growing process when it really needs sunlight. Um, that's important. But once it's harvested and it's gone through a curing process... Summer is really not the ideal condition to be storing cannabis, to keep it at its optimum freshness, because the quality that you store your cannabis in will also have effects on its effects. Effects on its effects. So, sis, can you name anything that, or any element that will affect the degradation or the quality of cannabis uh, dry flowers? So from what I know from my own knowledge, not speaking technically, is that I'd assume factors like moisture and humidity would be something that would affect a plant, just any plant in general. And also from what I've heard or been told is the container that you store it in can also really affect the quality of your cannabis. Totally. Those are pretty bang on. So the container and what you store your cannabis in is really important. Moisture and humidity for sure. And some people might be like, well, what's the difference between moisture and humidity? The way we see it, moisture refers to like the moisture content of the dry flower itself. And humidity refers to like the moisture content of the environment or how humid your environment is. We also have to factor in... The biggest thing about summer, the heat and the temperature of your environment, as well as oxygen. So how much oxygen is within your container or your baggie. And all of those factors can really attribute to the quality or the lack of of your cannabis over time. So I guess the best place to begin in terms of cannabis is understanding that it is essentially a perishable product. Just like an apple or a pear, anything that's kind of classified as fresh produce, that's what cannabis is. And so once it's harvested and cured, once it's basically like killed, <laughs> um, <laughs> the progress process of it kind of degrading begins at that point. It's not to say that old cannabis in general, is bad cannabis. It absolutely isn't, especially because there are connoisseurs out there who love to age their cannabis through a curing process over, like, months, sometimes even a year. And that, for them, really sweetens the the aroma profile. It brings out the special characteristics of the cultivar. But that's, like, really next-level experience shit. Cannabis not properly stored over time, will not be good cannabis over time. But also in saying that, if it's stored and cured properly, like with cheese and wine, it can get better with time. Totally, it can. It absolutely can. Or at least preserve it in its like best state for, as, for longer than it would 
if you didn't store it properly mm. because nothing is better than getting like a fresh re-up of cannabis and you like open your bag or container or whatever you might get it in and taking a big whiff and it smells so fresh there are all these terpenes through there giving you amazing different notes and so we want to preserve that and so the main factors that we really have to think about for that is the step one is container so plastic if your cannabis comes in a baggie and you just leave it in a baggie the whole time please do not do that anymore take it out of the bag take it out the bag and put it in a little glass mason jar anything that can provide an airtight seal and ideally glass container is all good but if it can be like a light proof container so it doesn't allow any sunlight uv rays anything like that through even better but glass is one of the best materials because plastic is static. Basically those little trichomes, the crystals, the sparkly things with all of the good shit in them, um, they tend to stick or break um, onto the plastic. And that's why if you get a fresh re-up of cannabis and you see that kind of oily resin left over in your baggie, that's all the good shit that is now stuck to the plastic bag and that you're not consuming. Yeah, you lost all of that. That's yeah. about like $10 of good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so to preserve that, you always want to put it in glass. Uh, you can also get other products like sea vaults. They are like these stainless steel um, containers that are also airtight. And the benefit of them is that they're light proof as well. So... That's also great, but let's just say you're storing it in a mason jar or some kind of airtight jar, glass jar. Then we need to think about, okay, what, how, what size of a jar do we need? And so oxygen is another factor within this calculation. And the sweet spot between how big your jar should be to the amount of cannabis flour that you have is that you want your jar to be about three quarters full. Anything less than that in the jar and there's too much oxygen for your flour to be swimming in and anything less than three quarters space within your jar um, is not enough oxygen. So as much as we don't want oxygen inside your container, you also don't want no oxygen to be in there. It's the perfect level. Yeah. It has so to be. Exactly. So three quarters is like a good amount to fill it. And there are a couple factors that you also have to be careful with, with something that is airtight, is that the moisture content of your cannabis really matters, especially in this heat, because we're reaching temperatures of like 25 degrees and up, you know, into the 30s. 30 plus degrees Celsius, which is, you know, kind of in the 80 degrees Fahrenheit range. And when it gets to that temperature, that temperature is the perfect environment for cannabis to get moldy. And moldy cannabis will literally break your heart when you find it. <laughs> that is not smokable. Do not ever think, oh, I can just take out the moldy bit and smoke the rest. No, do not do that. Smoking mold spores into your lungs is as bad, if not worse, than it sounds. It is not good for you. And it could make you really, really sick. Mm -hmm. That's why it might be a good idea to invest in one of those little handheld microscopes just so you can check your cannabis when you pull it out of your jar. 
see if it's got any white spots or little mold spores. It's good to have a visual check for yourself. Exactly. And that's why the moisture uh, content of your cannabis flower matters when you're storing it in this jar. Because if it's a little bit wetter than you'd want it, or it's not as dry or cured as you'd like, um, or that's optimum, and you seal it in this jar and you leave it for a few days, that could really breed mold spores really quickly. Um, And so there are a couple ways around this. You should always do this with fresh cannabis or like freshly acquired cannabis. It's called burping your jar. And burping the jar basically means that every day you open the jar and you basically refresh the air that's inside it. Obviously not for too long, but enough for the air to recirculate and then you can seal it back up and that'll help to prevent uh, molding. The recommended humidity of the air is anywhere between like 56 to 62% relative humidity within Mm. the environment. There are products available that you can put in your jar and I highly recommend these products Uh, when you are storing cannabis, especially larger amounts of cannabis for a longer amount of time. And they, there are amazing companies out there that have invented like two way humidity packs, which are genius. And this actually came about, well, one company that's very well known in the market, they actually started off um, preserving or like helping to optimally preserve and store cigars. So these two-way humidity packs basically put moisture into an environment that's too dry or remove moisture out of an environment that's too moist. (laughs) Sorry if that word triggers anybody. (laughs) If you think, oh, my cannabis is too, too wet, then you ideally want to let it sit in like a cool, dry place for a bit. Um, to cure a little bit more before you store it. That is like ideal. But if not, you can put in other kind of, I wouldn't say dehydrators, but these two-way humidity packs can help to remove some of that moisture in the environment of your jar. So those are really great. And those humidity packs come in either, I think it's like 56% or 62%, or maybe it was 58% humidity or 62% so you can choose and either are great options some well-known brands out there that do that are like Boveda they they are probably one of the most well-known in terms of storing cannabis and two-way humidity packs there's another one called I think Integra um, maybe less well-known but those are also known as terp shields because they really do help to keep this your cannabis fresher for longer it helps preserve the terpenes ideally for a really smooth, pleasant smoke, cannabis flower should be around 10, between 10 to 12% in terms of moisture content within the nug flower itself. Um, and so that is that squish test. In terms of the squish test, it's got enough of a squish that it doesn't crack when you kind of squeeze the bud. Um, and it bounces back a little. It doesn't just kind of stay stuck together. If it stays stuck together, it's probably a little bit too wet. A smoke that's too wet is unpleasant, but maybe a little bit more bearable than a smoke that's too dry. When cannabis flowers are too dry and you can almost like crumble it in between your fingers, that's going to be a really harsh smoke versus cannabis is too wet it won't grind properly your joint will constantly go out like there are 
things that just won't make it the smooth experience that you'd want it to be. Mm. And when you think about it, we're talking about all these tools and humidity packs, two-way humidity packs, and you might think it's quite over excessive. Like, why do I have to go to all this effort when everything I'm doing now, my smokes and my my sessions have been fine. I think with anything that you consume or put into your body, especially if you are a regular consumer, it's important to be going for the best quality in order to have the best effect for your long-term health as well. In a way, it's also improving your relationship to this plant because you're putting in the effort to get the best quality that you can get in order to have the best effect. When cannabis flower gets exposed to elements like heat from sunlight or light in general, oxygen, all of this can cause the loss of THC within your bud or the THC converts to CBN or you lose its aromas and flavors. All of those end up affecting how it affects you. So it really does help to take that extra step of care and give the plant a little bit more love and it'll love you back a little bit more too. Mm, exactly. We've covered, I guess, container and that glass is important. We've kind of touched on moisture content and humidity of the environment. Light is also a really big factor because UV damages terps. And from what we know, terps is what gives us the delicious aromas and flavors of cannabis. And the entourage effect of those also affects how it makes us feel and how the cannabis acts with our body or in interacts with our body. Mm -hmm. And so the main takeaway is that a cool, dry dark place is the best place to store cannabis and ideally we don't want this cool dry dark place to be going any higher than like 20 21 degrees celsius so like 70 fahrenheit and ideally not your refrigerator or freezer yes i mean if you gotta you gotta but it's not really best practice to store your cannabis in the fridge or freezer. If you do do those things, then just be careful when you do handle fresh frozen flour or frozen flour because it makes the trichomes, those crystal resin heads, really, really brittle and it'll break and then it won't be on your flour when you consume it. <laughs> and then it won't be as fun. Mm. And also with storing cannabis in the fridge, it's hard to control the humidity levels. It's always changing in the refrigerator or freezer. So yeah, our recommendations would be cool, dry place below 21 degrees. Um, Boveda is the pack if you want to take a look at that. And I'm pretty sure it, you can purchase those in New Zealand. Obviously a lot more easily accessible in North America. If you go into any dispensary or any head shop, smoke shop, they would have those. I'm not sure about the head shops here. So I think it's also important to mention that Boveda is not a cannabis specific product and that it's a humidity controlling product that you can purchase and access in New Zealand. Yeah. And it just happens to be great for cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> Win -win. Amongst, yeah, amongst other things. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> for us, at least. Exactly. Another great tip is to separate your cultivars or your strains into separate jars because that helps it keep keep its original aroma profile versus if you're like, well, I've got Blue Dream and Durban Poison and Green Crack and I'm going to chuck them all in this one jar. 
then all of those aromas are going to mix and you won't actually be able to tell which is what. But also you end up playing roulette on what you're smoking so mm-hmm. or consuming. So um, it helps to label the jars if you have more than one, if you're lucky enough to have more than one. Goals. Yep. And also if you finish a jar, it's best to clean it out so all the terpenes and cannabinoids that may have remained from that strain are cleaned out for the fresh new product to come in totally and cleaning doesn't mean like you should wash it out you can always scrape out whatever's um well we call it like shake on the bottom and scrape that out and hit that or (laughs) yeah or collect that into one like shake jar Mm -hmm. um for like emergencies another good quick little tip is if you want to store pre-roll joints good little thing is dupe tubes or as you can buy online, is just little test tubes with little cork seals on the top. They're a good way to transport your pre-rolled joints if you want to take them somewhere or if you just want to store them pre-rolled in your stash. It's another good way to store them in a little glass tube. I agree. I think dupe tubes are such a lifesaver, especially those moments where you're out and you smoke a J, but then you can't finish that like last say like centimeter of it because you you know that that's going to push you over you can pop it back into your dupe tube and save it for later when you're ready it also eases your conscience if you are if you're feeling conscious about having a joint in public and throwing the roach and throwing the roach away you can chuck it back into your dupe tube and throw it away at home it's just something nicer for me for my conscience (laughs) yeah we want to be a tidy kiwi exactly We hope that there are some tips here that you can incorporate into this new year, into your your 2022 cannabis journey. Um, And, you know, another fun thing you can do as like an exercise or just like a creative blazy activity is actually to purchase mason jars and paint them and make your own stash jars that are light proof. That's just a super fun thing that I've done before. Make it personal. Yeah. So storing your cannabis and preserving it at its optimum for as long as possible is a great way to stretch your cannabis too. Because when it degrades, it won't be as effective. So you end up smoking more of it to try and feel the effects of it when you first got it. Uh, So preserving it can actually make it last longer as well, which is great, as well as keeping its quality And markets that have quality cannabis, you definitely see this trend around the world of this shifting culture. And we really wanted to discuss the concept and topic of Cali Sober, the shortening of California Sober. Whether you've heard of it, whether you are Cali Sober, we thought we'd kind of bring it up, chat about what it is and why people are going Cali Sober. Cali Sober is... This concept that people have taken that seem to seem to be empowering for some, not for others, in reducing their alcohol consumption, but still partaking in other plant medicines of their choice that they feel moderately, not to any extremity. Kelly Sober, in its kind of flip side, is can be a little bit of a scapegoat and reasoning for people who may not necessarily have the most healthy relationships with alcohol and other substances. So it seems to be a kind of a trend that's taking place to reference their 
reduction in alcohol consumption, but potentially introducing another plant medicine or a plant into their wellness lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be this term that encompasses that in a easy way for them. And I think it's really interesting because there was a poll that was done in the U.S. of 2,000 people and found that, so 2,000 people took part in this poll and 45% of these adults reduced or replaced their alcohol consumption by swapping it for cannabis. And after making the switch to mainly or only cannabis, they reported, surprise, surprise, fewer hangovers better overall health, and more genuine social connectedness. And it's interesting. I mean, I guess because we never really knew what to describe what we were. We were always just, we don't... Yeah, Kelly Sober. I've been Kelly Sober going on 26 years now. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a trend I'd like to see in more cultures and in New Zealand as well. And I feel it's something that's been in parallel with adult use legalization in other countries is that it's become a more normalized uh, plant for adults in legal countries and that people are preferring to go for a joint at the end of the week rather than a few beers because it makes them feel better the next day and they can wake up and feel fine and they don't have the hangovers like you said and so I feel like it's just a natural Natural progression as people age as well. They don't want to experience those hangovers in the weekends. Weed is working a lot better for them at the end of the night, at the end of the day. Helps Helps, to sleep. Yeah, helps with anxiety. Yeah, those changing attitudes made me feel a lot more positive about cannabis. Yeah, and I really like that point you mentioned around how adult use legalization really does open it up. I think one of the biggest benefits is that it brings cannabis back into this public light. It makes conversations around it much easier. And just to give an example, like the company I work for in Canada, we had kind of a virtual Christmas party. It was so funny. It just reminded me how much of a different world we're both living in, in that the vice president of this company was like, oh, um, make sure you have like snacks ready, make sure you have like a really nice drink and like roll some joints, like whatever you need to like get ready for the Christmas party. And I was like, whenever (laughs) would someone like that tell me like, make make sure you have your joints prepared for the Christmas party. Yeah, like what boss will tell you that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, and that's just the reality. And at the Christmas party itself, there, there was edibles, there were drinks, like, and everyone just took part in whatever they felt comfortable taking part in, mm-hmm. which I think is really beautiful to have that choice and for those two worlds to be together in one place. Yeah, and to be seen equally. Mm, exactly. And you're not judged for whichever decision you make. You're allowed to do whatever makes you feel good and for you to have the most fun. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's still funny because... Even still saying that weed still feels like it's more risque than drinking, even though alcohol is a lot more dangerous. And so I guess in that sense, Kelly Sober can still be quite challenging to be socially accepted because there's still those differences in how those two things are viewed in society. Exactly. And I think with Kelly Sober... I think it's cool that there is a term that references that kind of lifestyle. I just hope that it doesn't get abused 
because it represents that kind of lifestyle. Mm. Because there are people that take anything to an extreme. And as with Kelly Sober, I'm sure there, there are people that take it to the extremes. And we're all about moderation here. Mm-hmm. And just making decisions that are good for you, that make you feel good, that keep you safe as well. And just living more balanced and elevated (laughs) and only add positive things to your lifestyle yeah nothing that affects you negatively Mm -hmm. and so another way that kelly sober has also been understood in american legal culture is made famous mostly by demi lovato in her latest documentary is that she she used the term kelly sober to describe her cannabis and alcohol use helped her kind of wean off her opioid addiction and those harder painkillers. If you are somebody going through an addiction of any sort of substance, we're definitely not encouraging Kelly Sober as your way out. Mm-mm. It could definitely cause relapses. You know, we're not saying use weed to come off another substance. We understand that addiction is a genetic, biological, physiological thing, and that. Neurological. Neurological mm-hmm. thing, and that. You should understand yourself and your limits before adopting this method. Totally. It can't, yeah, it shouldn't be used to replace an addiction you have. And I guess Demi Lovato is the perfect example to discuss this because she struggled with substance abuse from quite a young age, being a child star through Disney, going through a lot in the public eye, struggling with a lot. And so... Her journey of being Kelly Sober hasn't necessarily been the most positive thing. So she went Kelly Sober and then now she's like, nope, I need to be Sober Sober for those reasons. Because she realized that her addictions are much more deeply ingrained than just making a switch. Demi Lovato's along with millions of other people around this world that are part of this opioid crisis. Opioids are super addictive. They're also part of the pharmaceutical realm um, and a lot of those addictions are caused because people go through this pharmaceutical route they get given strong opioids for painkillers or for whatever else they may need and then then they're addicted because they've gone through that cycle and cannabis is from a scientific perspective it is showing that high doses of cannabis can actually help people with opioid addictions slowly um reduce their intake of opioids and come off opioids without as bad of a uh, withdrawal and side effects. But that's done professionally and that should be done professionally because you can't be managing high doses of cannabis and Mm. opioids to try and like figure out how to wean off those things. If you do have addiction issues or if you do find yourself in that space, we really urge you to seek help. Go to help helplines out there within your country or your city and speak to a professional about it because we care about your safety and your health. And if that's something you're struggling with mentally and physically, we really recommend getting help. So I guess we address the culture side of Kelly Sober and how people are choosing, quote-unquote, softer um, substances. But then there's also the other side of Kelly Sober, which is people using those, 
quote-unquote softer drugs to wean off the harder drugs. And that can be associated to harder addictions. And we also want to address that we understand this side of Kelly Sober and that we're not encouraging using cannabis to cure your addiction of any other substance. Yeah, unless it's assisted by a professional. It's really cool in New Zealand, I mean, from New Year's, like from now, we're one of the first countries in the world to have legal drug testing at festivals. And I think that is such a huge win for New Zealanders and Kiwis to... It's, a, it's another step closer to a bit more transparency on what we're consuming because allowing that transparency of, okay, I've sourced this thing, now I want to go and get it tested at this festival before I consume it, I think that is such a big step forward. And it's acknowledging that these things still happen. We're not trying to bury it and be like, well, nobody takes drugs here mm-hmm. and ignore it. So I think that's a huge win for us this year. Um, we're going to continue our journey of Kelly Sober into 2022, and we wish you a really safe, happy summer and or winter. A, yeah, or a cozy, warm winter. It's nice to ring in the new year with the Bellas and Fellas. So nice to welcome 2022 in the Bellas Blaze Lounge. Thank you so much for listening to the Bella Blaze podcast. We appreciate your time and hanging out with us. Make sure you give us a follow on um, Instagram. We're at Bella Blaze. You can find me, Kaya Blooms, at Kaya.Blooms on Instagram. And sis, where can people find you? You can find me at BlazedSis on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks again for listening. We're wishing you a safe and happy start to the new year where we wish that all your manifestations take place and until the next blaze matane and matewa thanks for listening to bellas who blaze